chance on here. Pulisic picks up the loose ball and he could be in. Christian Pulisic for Chelsea, 1-0. Quick thinking by Alisson, and if Salah could lift it, still Salah, Salah! The Ghost Goal Podcast. The opening weekend of Premier League action promises plenty of exciting fixtures as Arsenal travel to Brentford Friday evening for the opening of the promoted club's brand new stadium to fans. Manchester United will host Leeds on Saturday morning without Marcus Rashford and Cavani, Rafael Varane, and possibly even Jadon Sancho. Chelsea look to follow up their Super Cup win in midweek with an opening day victory over reworked Crystal Palace. And Tottenham hosts Manchester City with a Harry Kane-sized elephant in the stands as England captain works his way back to fitness. I'm Alex, here with Javier. Welcome to the first of our Premier League weekend match previews. Javier, we talked a little bit about that uh, Brentford matchup on Friday night on the uh, preview pods we've been releasing over the pa- the past week. But uh, how are you feeling? Two days away? Nervous? Excited? A little bit of both? Uh, not nervous, I think. Well, you I should th- be. Yeah, I mean, it's the type of game that we should. I know that we're going to expect to win. And that Brentford are going to be the ones who, while they're going to have their fans, they're gonna, it's their first Premier League game. So they're going to be coming up scared, thinking, you know. Uh, scared? Yeah. The, I don't think they're scared, man. <laughs> it's like I said, nervous, it's their brand nervous, new stadium. Nervous for sure. They opened that stadium last season uh, in London. Beautiful uh, venue, it looks like. Uh, but obviously there were no fans to really uh, witness it. So this is going to be the proper stadium opening. It's their first game in the Premier League. Uh, I think you could expect uh, the house to yeah, be rocking. Yeah, I think it's going to be. Night it, kickoff. You're right. It's going to be. It's. I'm sure it's going to be a, a, a crazy atmosphere and. It'll be fun. I, I kind of think there's going to be a lot of goals. I mean, we scored three on Fulham on opening day last season. And but we both agree that Brentford are definitely better than Fulham, do you think, seeing as do you we both picked th- them yeah. to stay up. Yeah, but I, I, think it, I don't think that they're going to immediately be like... I don't know, actually, because if, 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 if they ha- have a really good, concise game plan against us, then, yeah, maybe I could see them eking out a draw or something if... Um, Dude, they could absolutely win this. Yeah, maybe. I'm sorry, but there are very few teams in the Premier League now. No offense, Javier. I know you guys are going to be improved this season, but there are very few teams in the Premier League now that don't look at Arsenal and think we can get at that. Yeah, but I still think that uh, we should be expecting to win this easily. Like 3-1 yeah, yeah. or 3-0. No, I mean, or, 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 or like, I, I, I don't expect this to actually... I'm, I'm sure they're going to score a goal and like the fans might go crazy. But defensively, I expect us to just be incredibly solid, and I don't know how they get get past. I mean, we're not going to have Partey, we're not going to have Gabriel, but Ben White just, you know, how he looked. I know that we j- it, they were just friendlies, but his first start he played against Tottenham, and even though we lost the game during the time he was on the pitch, we didn't concede a goal, and he was, you know, monstrous 
Like he changes completely the way that this team looks. He's so I forgot what having a good defender in your team looks yeah, like. It's only it's only half the equation because you it still is have to half consider the with Gabriel holding this kind of fifty fifty those two players out, that means it's probably Pablo Mari who comes in. Yeah. And you know, he's he's, he's left footed, he's pretty he's decent option. Yeah. But I, I mean, I'm sure I, Tony, the uh, the you know goal scoring center forward that they have, who I, scored in like almost every game. If they have only one threat, be, yeah. If they have only one threat, Ben White can take him out of the game. That's how good he is. Yeah, but he's he's not their only threat. That's that's the other point. The other point is that Brian and Buemo and. Uh, Sergi Canas, their uh, left wing back. They've got plenty of other good players. Uh, the reason Tony is able to score as many goals as he does is because the rest of their team is pretty damn brave. They, they, the they're other, not afraid the other, to you know be called out. The other, so. like I mean, I, I know it's going to be Lokonga Xhaka or starting. That's going to be our starting midfield. And the thing that yeah, Partey is going to be out for Partey's a month. Partey is going to be out. And the thing about it is, Lokonga looks. I mean, honestly, in terms of like athleticism and. Obviously, his skill and his maturity isn't party's level, it's, but it's he's his decision making. It's his decision making, but dec- his but decision making sets like, him apart. But physical, like his physicality and his presence on the pitch, his tackling, I would say, is, is even better than Partey's. Like he's incredible defensively, which is awesome. Like the dude can just tackle all over the pitch, and you know it, his his decision on the ball, like you said, isn't isn't as good as Thomas Tom, Thomas's, but. He can still provide that defensive shield and he, and do the the work that Granite Chaka needs to be able to play his best game. So I kind of see us still not really missing a beat with the current injuries that we have and still being able to take care of business here. So I'm going to say three one Arsenal. I think Tony can score on us and it's probably going to be a penalty. Be nice, but it's probably going to be a penalty that Mari concedes. I'm going to say probably Mari concedes a penalty and they score one goal. <laughs> But uh, oh, this is the type of game that Aubameyang scores like two or or, or something like that, and you're just like, oh, Aubameyang's well, back, and he be- doesn't score for five more games. <laughs> but yeah, well, I'm gonna be nice to you. It's opening weekend. You know, I don't want to start off on a on a bad note. I do think this is a very difficult game for you guys. But at the end of the day, the two misses that they're gonna have in midfield of Josh De Silva, former Arsenal academy product, who's uh, you know made a real career for himself at Brentford. And then Matthias Jensen, the, the Danish center midfielder, who's, uh, his injury isn't going to be long-term. De Silva says they think he's going to be out for a month or something. Uh, so, But with both of those players out of their midfield, they still have some players that can come in and help there, like uh, Janelt, the German midfielder I mentioned in the previews. But it, I don't think it's going to be as big of a test for Arsenal as it probably could have been if they were fully healthy. But that's part of the test for these promoted sides in the Premier League. Well, that's the thing. I'm going to say 2-1. Because, 2-1 to you because guys. They, it's going to be close. Yeah, because they just got promoted. They're going to be playing a completely different caliber of opposition that they're not used to playing against. I mean, they they haven't even really gone that deep in, in like FA Cups and stuff to to consistently play against two or three pr- I, I for, Premier I League teams. I forgive championship teams for that, though, because the championship is such a slog like by itself. That if you're a team that's in those sort of playoff places and you're not like definitely getting promoted as a first or second place finisher, then you can't afford to divert like any attention away from that playoff race. So that's kind of understandable. I still think they're going to do well. And this is going to be a very tough game, like I said, but I think you guys will just edge it out. You say 3-1. I've got 2-1. Manchester United and Leeds will start off a, uh, a nice looking slate to start us uh, for the season on Saturday. 7.30 a.m. Are we leaving the door open to uh, Leeds pulling off a shock here? 
I've listed all these injuries. Uh, it looks like Cavani is definitely not going to be uh, back from uh, international duty in time, or at least he's come back late enough that it's going to affect him appearing in this game. Uh, Varane is still uh, supposedly working his way into fitness after he had to isolate after his move. Uh, Sancho has a knock. Eric Bailly's out, so it's the good old Harry Maguire, Lindelof center back pairing. Are you are you going to pick Leeds, Javier? Can you bring yourself to do it? I they did d- lose I, to Crystal Palace on the opening day of last season at home. Yes, three one. Do you is, remember that one? Yeah, and and I think it's just because of the way. But United, and I think Rashford's out too. Definitely. So Rashford. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that. I assumed that one kind of since right. he's out till October. So I think they're just not going to have the same. If if there's no Sancho, no Cavani, no Rashford, no Lingard, like they're not going to have. They're going to play. Have to play what? Daniel James, Greenwood, and Martial. That'll probably be the front three. Uh, and Bruno. And then Bruno, right? Bruno behind them with Pogba and uh, yeah, but we've also seen uh, Solskjaer use use Pogba on the wing sometimes. No, so. no, I think it's going to be Fred, Pogba, Bruno, Greenwood, Martial, and I mean, James. Bruno by himself. Like they they could still uh, they could still take Leeds apart. Leeds play an open enough style that I still think United Manchester United should be favored in this one. But you know, just a few a few mistakes at the back, maybe players aren't as sharp and fit as they were last season when they had a great run of form to end the season. I, I think United uh, it's, United, it's United having fans as well. Are they allowing full capacity? Yeah, I'm pretty, pretty sure every stadium is back to full capacity. Okay, so yeah, then they're going to, I think Manchester United they're going to have a big advantage from that too. I mean, their stadium is going to be rocking. They haven't had a full you know, Premier League game and while Leeds are going to... We gonna, can't fall into this trap though. Because we can't just say this for every single game. No, like, no, no. I'm saying for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying for Manchester United, that's. I think that'll be an advantage. They'll get a call. They'll get a penalty. No, but Javier, remember they're relaxing the uh, penalty decisions. You're right. You're no right. More, Actually, uh, no more dives you know for Bruno. You know what, Alex? Hmm. That kind of oh, makes is that me what think, did it for you? Yeah. That's, that's what convinced you? You know what? That kind of <laughs> makes me think Leeds are going to do something. Because if United <laughs> have to play fair, they're, they're going to be way worse. <laughs> it's the great equalizer, having to play fair. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. I'm going to I'm going to say three one Manchester United. Uh, the the, the counter attacks. I mean Scott McTominay scored twice in six minutes or whatever it was ten minutes the first the first. Yeah, time but you got to you got to you got to think they they're going to learn from that. And they're such a good team. Bielsa is uh, a smart Leeds coach. Don't really learn. Leeds don't learn. They just try to do what they want to do even better than they did before, and they just kind of view that as. You know, collateral damage. They're going to give up chances and goals, and sometimes they're going to get hammered that way, especially against the big teams. But they're still going to stick with their identity and uh, and, and attack you. And, and Leeds themselves yeah, I, don't really have I, too many really think, big injuries. Yeah, they still have their main core Bruno's back and just, firing. He's too good. Him with Greenwood and, and, and Martial, I mean, I think all of them are going to be involved in, in some goals. So, yeah, I like your 3-1, but I'll say 3-2. I'll say I'll say 3-2 Manchester, Manchester United. United, yeah. I think Leeds scored twice on them. I think United still have a problem, are going to have like a problem at the back with Lindelof Maguire, and I don't know how good Shaw is going to be coming back. He came back late the, for The 3-2 vacation. seems more feasible. Remember the, the opening game of last season, the Liverpool-Leeds game at Anfield? I can't remember the final score. It might have been 4-3 or something. But Leeds didn't back down at all. They weren't intimidated at all facing the at the time the champions in the the first game of the season. Uh, so a lot of those same characteristics I think can carry through to this. So yeah, I'll, I'll change mine to 
I'll say I'll say four two. Manchester United four two. We're good to pass on Burnley Brighton. That's uh, the first ten a.m. game I have listed. Uh, it's uh, probably your best bet for nil nil or. Uh, I think you get some goals in that one. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is like a nil-nil or a one-one. You know, it, I'm sure neither of these teams want to lose this game. And I think, I think Dan Byrne being out after losing Ben White, they haven't really signed a center back replacement yet. So I think having. Well, I mean, they still they still have Dunk, Veltman, and Webster. Yeah, and Webster. So I guess they, they can have either plenty, stick with yeah. their back three, or they can you know move Veltman to right back and play a back four. Because Lamptey's going to be out as well, so I think they still have plenty of options, and they're well drilled enough that they can sort of switch between a, a back three system and a, a back four pretty easily. But yeah, I'm, yeah, I kind of agree with you that neither of these teams wants to start the season with a loss. I'm going to say one-one, just a one-one draw. One-one, okay. I'll yeah. stick with nil-nil. Uh, Chelsea and Crystal Palace is the one that I'll obviously have my eye on at 10 a.m. Not on TV. They've gone with uh, Everton Southampton over that. That's uh, champions. Champions of Europe not good enough for you. Why would they champions of Europe? (laughs) What more do we have to do? (laughs) Put us on fucking TV, NBC. Come on. Uh, Yeah, Chelsea. Like I mentioned in the uh, intro, they're fresh off a Super Cup win, their first since 1998 when they beat Real Madrid. Uh, We'd we'd lost on penalties in the last two Super Cups we'd been to uh, to Liverpool a couple years ago, and then Bayern Munich like a decade ago. So it was nice to get the, that monkey off our back because it was starting to get a little worrying there when we gave up the lead to Villarreal. But thankfully, they pulled out the win in extra time, or uh, on penalties, I mean. Uh, and the whole mood in the camp seems to be good, even though they played 120 minutes. I think at this point of the season, with all of our first team players just coming back and only really having... Uh, I think this was pretty much the, the first warm-up game for most of the players, like... Uh, Mason Mount and Jorginho and uh, and plenty of others, but I don't think playing 120 minutes is going to have like that big of an effect on our legs. Maybe the specific players like Rudiger, Zuma, if they decide to play him again. Yeah, I mean he'll, he'll just I, have to pull, I, I pull a few players off in like fine. the 60, 60, 65th minute. You know he'll probably have to make a couple subs. But yeah, no, I don't think it'll be that big of a deal. I think also get. Did they sign? They signed Gahey, so there's there's no, but they can't play Gallagher, right? That's correct. So they signed that's going to be a Gahey big loss on a permanent, yeah, permanent deal for him. So, yeah, but they've got plenty of other players. I know we mentioned that a lot of their their players are out or basically left, but they've made enough signings. I mean, they they could frustrate us. It's uh, it's well set up for us. Uh, here, here's the thing, though. I just have a memory fresh in my brain, even though it's been four years of Chelsea winning the league under Antonio Conte and then coming back the first game of the next season and losing, I think it was like 3-2 to Burnley at home. Like, no one expected it. It came out of nowhere. We just had like a 15-minute lapse of concentration defensively and they put us to the sword. And so Crystal Palace aren't... I don't think Crystal Palace are going to be conservative. I I can't really think of many times Patrick Vieira has been conservative as a manager, so I'm sure he'll try to put them on the front foot and try to get at us especially down the wings with like both of our wingbacks and Reese James and Chilwell like they haven't played yet in preseason it'll be their first game if they start he'll try to get at us in those wide areas try and catch us napping or just not fully focused and see if he can steal the game like that I mean I still think we're going to win like 2-0 don't think it's going to be anything you know crazy but I think we'll just score uh, once midway through the first half and add a second late on when they're trying to get back into the game. And people will 
view it as not that impressive. But the most important thing in this game is that Chelsea win. Because the next games after that, we've got away games at Arsenal, then at Liverpool, a home game against Aston Villa, and then an away game at Tottenham and a home game with Manchester City. And that's the first Oof, six weeks of the a, season. That's a pretty sick schedule. So after that, after that, it gets a little easier, like games against Brentford, Norwich, Newcastle, Burnley, Southampton. So in October, we've got an easy part of the schedule. But to start out, it's very important in the cupcake games like this, no offense to Crystal Palace, but uh, relative to the rest of those games, we should be winning this. So that's all that matters, and I think they'll do it unfantastically. Yeah, uh, I think it's going to be more comfortable for you guys. I think Palace are going to need a few games to sort it out. I kind of see them losing their first few games. Lord, please. Lord, please. I I don't think they're going to have their shit together for this, and I think that Chelsea are going to just are just going to be a much, much better side. So I'm going to see you guys go up 3-0, and then Palace Zaha gets like a bullshit goal later on, and it's 3-1. So I'm going to say comfortable 3-1. I'll take that. Uh, any thoughts for Everton, Southampton, Leicester Wolves, or Watford Aston Villa? The rest of the 10 a.m. games. It's uh, I don't. Good yeah, I don't. Slate. I don't really know what to expect. Everton, Southampton. I think Everton should ex- be expected to win that game, but you never know uh, how. How I think being missing Ward Prowse is pretty huge. But Everton have Calvert Lewin, Richarlison, Gomez, Gabmin, Moise Keane. That's a lot of players that you know are out. So. Well, I mean, only Richarlison is definitely out since he just came back from uh, his successful oh, yeah, gold-winning Olympic okay. win. So. Uh, the rest of them, I think, are like Calvert-Lewin may play, uh, but he's listed as a sort of 50-50 uh, chance to play at the moment. Uh, and then the rest of those players weren't really too big of a part of uh, the, the squad last year. So they have other players, you know, like Allen and midfield that they can... Yeah, uh, I, think, to, I think they'll beat Southampton. I think they'll beat personally. Southampton too. Yeah, I'm going to say 2-0 Everton. I'll say 1-0. Rafa, I need, I need to need to wait a second to see uh, how this Everton team attacks under Rafa Benitez because he is a I kind of think Leicester are going to rip apart Wolves. Wolves have a lot of injuries. Yeah, I don't, looking I don't at, see looking them getting Wolves any goals. List. Yeah, I don't see yeah. them getting any goals. And I see Leicester scoring like three, two or three goals. So I'm going to say 3-0 Leicester against Wolves. I'll be nicer than that. I'll say 2-1. Jimenez is back. I'll have my eye on him. As soon as he looks anywhere close to uh, back to his usual best, I'll pick him up for my fantasy team. Uh, but yeah, Watford, Aston Villa. Uh, Villa are the team that we think they are. I know they don't have their, their full arsenal uh, in attack, really, to, to throw at Watford, but opening day at Watford, I think they, they should still win pretty handily. I, I want to I give Villa the benefit of the doubt. I think they win like 2-1. Honestly, though, that's... <sighs> I think that that this game could be tricky for Aston Villa. This is the type of game last season that sometimes away from home. I don't know if they don't have Buendia, they're not going to have that. You know, no Buendia, no Watkins, no Bailey, no Douglas Louise. All of those players are, I think, going to well, be mean, very important for them. If you've so. been paying attention, Javier, you'd know that Bertrand Traore is on an absolute tear in preseason. So, I, I think they, they still have a good amount of players like El Ghazi and. Trezeguet, uh, those those kinds of players that, you know, they're not they're not stars. They're not going to grab the headlines, but I think they can. I, I'm going to say two handle two. Watford. I'm going to say two 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 two. Yeah. Okay. I think I think I, I think Villa kind I mean, of slip every, up, and uh, not every result is going to be chalk. So I can uh, I can see that. Uh, then to finish things out on Saturday, Norwich Liverpool, battle of two Germans, Klopp versus Fark. 
you know, Liverpool. Billy Gilmore Liverpool running are, the midfield Liverpool, against uh, yeah, Fabinho again, Liverpool. breaking Fabinho's ankles. Wow. No, I was going to say Liverpool. <laughs> you remember that last time in Billy's uh, debut against Liverpool in the FA Cup a year or no, two ago? No, I don't. All right, I'll send you the I'll send you the highlights. It's beautiful. But yeah, the uh, I'm sure Liverpool are happy to have Norwich back in the league because they usually since the days <laughs> no, no, no. of Luis Suarez. No, it was just Luis Suarez. <laughs> they've just you know it's just it, it's always going to be linked with lots of goals for Liverpool. So I'm going to say Liverpool win this pretty easily. I think Klopp is the master and Fark is the student. So I'm going to say three one. Liverpool. Uh, actually, I'm not even going to give uh, Norwich one. I'll, I'll, I'll say probably nil. I'll say yeah, three probably nil. three nil. I'll say three nil. Liverpool. Yeah. Uh, they, Liverpool will be missing Robertson. You don't, you don't believe in Pookie? Jordan Henderson. Pookie back. That? Pookie's back. Timu Pookie. No, it's it's not the. I don't love Pookie. It's just that the rest of Norwich's don't you injury list. remember Pookie party at the beginning of the season, me. Alex? The Pookie yeah, party. I was, uh, I was one of the the founding members of it. <laughs> um, Grant Hanley, one of their the, the, their only sort of notable defenders that we mentioned in our previews, he's he's a doubt. Milot Rashiksha, the uh, replacement for Buendia, he's going to be a doubt. And Todd Cantwell is 50-50. So, you know, yeah, maybe if, some of those players end up play, getting then, in. But then Liverpool could win four or five nils. So. It, it's one of those things where if Norwich had had their, their full first team, maybe one player uh, missing, but for the most part, their full first team and they were ready to go right off the bat, then... In another world, maybe I would maybe even give them a chance of a draw. But uh, yeah, without the full arsenal for them either, I don't I don't see it happening. Uh, so three 0 Liverpool, and we move on to Sunday. Newcastle West Ham. We don't have to talk about this one too much. It was it was a point of the season last year where West Ham slipped up and lost. I think three two at Newcastle. But, but I kind of think West Ham will win. To, yeah, I think West Ham. Yeah, will win I think this. I think they're just going to handle Newcastle. Newcastle are missing their two best goalkeeper options in Dubravka and Carl Darlow. Uh, so but, I'm not sure who's going to be filling in there. But West Ham look mostly healthy, apart from Lanzini and one or two other players. So I've got Mikel Antonio in my squad. I'll spoil that right away. I'm uh, I'm uh, very excited for him to go with a Newcastle team that doesn't have one of their two best, either of their two best goalkeepers. So uh, I'll say like. 2-1 New, uh, West Ham. Yeah, I like that. I was going to say that too. 2-1 two, two, West Ham. Now for the big one, Javier. Do you give any chance for Tottenham in the uh, <laughs> season opener of their season? Sunday, 11.30 a.m.? They'll no, obviously be without no, Harry Kane. Yeah, not without Kane, no. I mean, I know no that chance. City have no... Son scored against City last year when they beat no, them? No, because... Oh, look. Foden and De Bruyne are out. Oh, just Jack Grealish is there to take his place. They just have Jack Grealish, Gundogan, Bernardo Silva, Bernardo Gundogan, Silva, yeah. Sterling, Gabriel Jesus, uh, Riyad Mahrez. The list goes on. Yeah, I mean, it even opens up the the door for Fer- if Torres. City just like don't play well and like they do happen to draw or something, which I'm not going to predict. But if that does happen, you can just sort of say, yeah, well. Once Foden and De Bruyne, even if one of those two players are back, then you know City are going to be completely fine. But I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna say like three one Manchester City. Yep, that was my prediction too. Three one. I think Son scores, but I think it's not going to be enough. I think City are gonna gonna eke out the the result. Although Nuno, you know, Nuno does have a good record against Manchester City. We do need to mention that he does. Though it does need to be mentioned that 
those teams, the Wolves teams that he managed, they ran exclusively in that sort of three four three formation. They did he did a bit of tinkering at the end there in the last season, but mainly it was three four three. And I'm hearing uh, whispers that he's going to abandon that and try to make a four at the back work. And he thinks that he has the players to uh, to do so. And I'm just not that sure of it yet. I, I don't think Tottenham are very good defensively, even when they went with very defensive, like three or five at the back formations in the past. But it definitely gives them a better shot at, you know, holding City to maybe like two goals instead of three or four than, uh, you know, going with a four at the back does. Like, what, what do you think of the possibility of Tottenham playing with a, a four system instead of, uh, you know, Nuno's usual three that we're kind of used to? Yeah, I, just, I don't know how how good the personnel they have for a three at the back. You know, I don't... Is, Romero's is not going to play in this game, I don't think. Yeah, I just mean, like, in general. Like for this game, we can kind of, you know, scrap it. Maybe Tottenham pull something off, but I think we are both in agreement Tottenham are losing this one. I'm talking about... We kind of didn't cover this in our season previews, but like long term for Tottenham, assuming Romero is you know fit and you know ready to go after I, his I transfer, bet, I bet that Nuno pulls it out in big games. The three at the back, like I'm yeah, sure he possibly. when he wants to when he knows he does he's not going to have the ball. You know, he I'm sure he'll want to set it up so that he can defend deep, like his Wolves team have 30, 35 percent possession and play with his his quick players like Burwine. Son, Lucas, all on the counterattack. You know, I'm sure he's going to play a a, a, f- a flowing. Dali Ali's was has been great in preseason, so I'm sure it's going to be a front four of Ali, Burwine, Son, Son and Mora. and and Lucas. Yeah, and then that's a that's a very fluid, fast counterattacking front four, and and then you know he'll have a little bit of steel behind them. But yeah, I don't I I, I don't see Liverpool, Tottenham. I see them staying in the game for maybe about 60 minutes, and then around the second half. City just take over, so... Yeah, the most recent developing news from Tottenham that I don't think actually is being talked about enough because of, you know, the bigger, sort of more grandiose Harry Kane rumors is that Tangoy and Dombele seems to be kind of unsettled by the... whatever, I guess, the general state of Tottenham. And there, there's, you know, links of him leaving. I'm not sure if that's definitely going to happen, but... He doesn't seem like he's uh, really in the plans at the moment, even though he had like a quietly good season last year. When, when he was fit, he was one of their better driving forces from midfield. And, you know, they still have players like Hoiberg that they can sit in that midfield and, and protect. And they brought back uh, Oliver Skip, who was pretty good at Norwich last season uh, on loan. So and I guess Harry Winks is still a thing. <laughs> but uh, losing a player like Ndombele, or at least losing his interest, uh, in, in what's going on at Tottenham uh, for, the, for at the moment is pretty big for them. And uh, like I said, if everyone's focusing on Kane, this is just as big of a an issue for them. Like in Dombele, they spent big money on him just two years ago, really. And apart from you know glimpses of it last season, where overall he was like better than the the, the debut season in the Premier League. He hasn't really delivered on that uh, that that price tag. Yeah, there's and there's no chance this they're gonna, season like, sell would be the one he absolutely does that. Yeah, there's no chance they sell or get rid of him. He's gonna have to stay. I'm just saying th- those links are happening right now, and all of a sudden that transfer could just come out of nowhere, and Tottenham are left without like a, a driving force in midfield, and there's not too much time left in the transfer window. I mean, so. they still have Lo Celso, Winks. Sissoko, yeah, but Hoiberg, none of those players brings what Ndombele can bring. Dyer, 
They have so many midfielders. Are you are you describing the state of their midfield by saying Dyer at the end, or are you yes. just saying his name? Both. <laughs> yeah. So there's a, there's a lot. It's tough to predict Tottenham, and it's it feels harsh. And you know, I'm trying to be as fair as we can be coming from a podcast consisting of a Chelsea fan and an Arsenal fan. Uh, but I think we are being kind of fair uh, to Tottenham here when we say they don't have really any chance on the opening day and they better get their shit together pretty quickly in the transfer window and on the pitch uh, if they're going to possibly bounce back from what could be like an embarrassing loss to Manchester City. Final prediction, I'm actually going to say, I'm going to say 4-1 Manchester City. I think they absolutely wiped the floor with Tottenham. Sorry, Spurs fans. Yeah, I'm going to say, I'm going to stick with my 3-1. Was I nice enough to them? (laughs) Yeah, we were pretty nice. I don't know. I feel like I feel like we rag on Tottenham, like, and it's just kind of predictable at some point, you know. But oh, I try to be fair. They don't help themselves, do they? Them. They really don't help themselves. You, you, and Andrew both called me a Tottenham fan for last season, so you know that I'm impartial. Well, yeah, that's because that. you picked them to win the title. No, I didn't. <laughs> you did. You were saying in October, like, ah, oh, they're in a title race. They could win the title. And we were I just said like, they oh, were God. in the race. I didn't say that they were going to win the title. You were getting angry Alex. at me for not thinking the same thing and i just used that to get back at you you were uh you know you're like why is it ridiculous to say tottenham are in the title and i was just like no i'm not i'm not having that all right javier is there anything else we need to talk about any more transfers or uh anything like that yeah just that i'm not looking forward to playing against lukaku twice a year That'll be next weekend, Javier. Save that for the Ghost Goal Bowl preview. No, no, no. Because Chelsea will go to Arsenal next weekend, week two. Hopefully Lukaku's uh, ready for that one. (laughs) Save it for next week. Gabriel will be back. Yeah, you better hope he's back. Uh, All right. Let's plug the Fantasy League real quick. Like we said on the uh, last preview pod, the Ghost Goal Podcast Fan League is now live. Or Just go ahead and make your team at fantasy.premierleague.com. Uh, once you've made your team and set that for the uh, start of the Premier League season on Friday night, make sure you have it set by Friday night. Once you have your team set, you can go out and branch out and join uh, whatever other Friday, leagues you want to join. Friday morning because the games are on Friday night or Friday are on Friday at three o'clock. Oh well, yeah, and if you're in the U.S., then it's, the game's going to be three p.m. and you're going to want to have your lineup set by two p.m. or you know one p.m. just to be safe. Uh, so one 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 in the afternoon. Once you make your team, go search the Ghost Goal Podcast Fan League, or go to our uh, Instagram or Twitter at Ghost Goal Pod, and there's a link there. If you click that, you'll automatically join the uh, Ghost Goal Podcast Fan League. You can follow us on social media at Javier Rev Nine for Javier's Twitter, at ASMOS ninety two for my Twitter and Instagram, and at Ghost Goal Pod for the podcast socials and that link to join the Fantasy League. Enjoy the first week of Premier League games. I can't believe it's back, Javier. It's back. Yeah, it's I'm not super, been that long, super excited. It still too. felt like a long time. Yeah, absolutely. Enjoy the opening weekend of the Premier League. And until next time, see ya.